Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And now, the League of Extraordinary Paranormal Women present Para Women Radio. No silly girl talk about makeup and clothing here. <laughs> no, sir. These dark darlings, Christy and Amy, delve into the bizarre, the strange, and the supernatural with other extraordinary women in the paranormal. And now, here they are. Amy Williamson and Christy Robinette. Hello. Actually, it is Amy Williamson and Shannon Overland. Hi, Shannon. Hello, everyone. How are you, Amy? I'm pretty good. How was your <laughs> New Year's Eve? Oh, I had a fabulous New Year's Eve. I went to a murder mystery dinner. Ooh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, it was uh, set in the 1920s. My character played a jazz singer, um, and my my husband was actually the first person to die, and I was one of the three that figured out the killer. I was quite proud. But the best oh, part is I, I got to sing because I'm a singer anyways. They asked me, would you be willing to sing something jazzy, and then that, they incorporated that into the night. So that was so much fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So was, was it on a train or something? No, it was at a friend's house. Up in uh, Plainwell, Michigan. Was uh, Silver and were they the, was that the troop that did it? No, it was uh, just a homemade one. Uh, she had bought it from the internet and they sent her the kit to do it and um, just all of us that attended were assigned characters. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, those that are wondering, um, Christy has lost her voice. So she's over in the chat room. Usually Shannon mans the chat room or woman's the chat room. And uh, if you want to head over there, she's in there right now. And you can get there through our MySpace page, which is um, Extraordinary Para Women. That's myspace.com forward slash Extraordinary Para Women. Or you can head over there via our webpage, which is www.paranormalwomenleague.com. Dot com and then once you get in there, you just click on the radio button and uh, you'll you'll see a pink chat that says "Come on over to our chat." So she's in there, and I'm also on Yahoo Instant Messenger. So if anybody wants to talk to us via that, it's uh, Para Women League. That's the Yahoo Instant Messenger. So how was your New Year's, Amy? Um, my New Year's was kind of slow. We were going to go listen to some music, uh, Ian and I, but um, he got this crud that I had, and so we just called it a movie night and uh, watched movies again. Oh. Well, that was nice. You had some alone time together, though. Um, yeah. 
in social work. I, be, I, I don't get me wrong. I think it's a wonderful profession, but there's it's just frustrating because sometimes you feel like you're just putting a Band-Aid over the wound and not really going deep into the the cause of why it is that it's happening to the people. Absolutely. I, I, I remember those days, and it definitely can be frustrating, but thank goodness people are willing to go out there and do the work, even if it is putting a Band-Aid, offering some solution, you know, providing a resource. Thank goodness people are still out there doing that. So I definitely am in appreciation of the, the career of social work for sure. But life coaching is a real exciting new career that a lot of people are interested in. And having that background and, and being a psychotherapist at a certain point, I wanted to build on it. And it sure is exciting working with women from really all over the world, all different ages with all different challenge areas. Um, it's just, it's really fun work. I mean, I sometimes I, I can't believe they pay me to do it. <laughs> I mean, it's just fun. It's fun stuff. And definitely, as you mentioned, we get to bring in the, the spiritual or the metaphysical, uh, the intu- intuition as part of what we're drawing from in order to create healing. So that's exciting. It is exciting. And how do you find um, women who need your help? You know, I am a crazy marketer. I just I put brochures out. I write blogs all the time. I'm on MySpace and Care to Connect and Tribe.net and all those different sites. And uh, a lot of my people come are coming to me now by way by word of mouth. You know, at this point, but I get a lot of uh, responses from people that read my blogs. Um, those are sort of growing in popularity, and so people kind of, after they read some of the my blogs and they sort of get a sense of what I do and who I am and the tenor of my work, they um, often call me because they're interested. They have a they have a sense of knowing what they're getting into. So certainly, um, that that's you know those are some of the ways that I attract clients. Now, is your and blog I, attached to your website or is that on MySpace? I do have some blogs on my web on my website. And I've also done some writings. I recently completed a course called The Alma Answers, 21 Sacred Soul Steps to Divine Solutions. And it's an e-course that people take. They take one step per week. And it's a sort of a, it's a foundational spiritual path that includes a lot of different references from many, many different cultures and spiritual perspectives. So wow. that's something that people are kind of um, gravitating towards, and and that's for men and for women. My 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 life coaching work work that is on the phone is just with women, but the the all my answers is for 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 both men and women. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So that's the way people have kind of connect with me is through my writing. Uh huh. So do you write for any journals or book or magazines or anything like that? Yeah, a lot of my stuff is getting picked up. I'm supposed to be in a, a magazine called Mystic Pop this month, and I got a, an email from Shirley McLean, of all people. Oh, oh, can you know her? I, well, no, can, you, can you get her on our show? I, I have been emailing Shirley McLean. <laughs> she's hard to pin down. It was kind of out of the blue that I got this. It was an aberrant thing that I got this email from her. And she said, write for Mystic Pop. So that's one magazine. And a lot of different sites have picked up my work. So sometimes I'll go online. You know how you Google yourself? Uh-huh. See if things are getting out there. And I'll find my work, my different blogs on different sites. So um, Yeah, that actually happened to us um, this week. I was actually looking for guests. And I found our show on um, an esoteric women's blog site. And they had... 
talked. Yeah, really? they were talking about how there were so few women paranormal shows, and they had listed us. And I was like, "Wow, that's us." <laughs> That's so exciting because when you're doing something you're passionate about, people get excited about it too, and it just you know people it, it bounces around and you never it's, it it in, in this case it ended up on uh, some of my work ended up on Shirley MacLaine's computer you know and how exciting wow. is that that is awesome okay let's you know, all project I, our work over to Shirley MacLaine right absolutely <laughs> gotta love Shirley and you know the funniest thing is I saw. I was at the J. Paul Getty Museum just about maybe a month and a half ago, and I was in the lobby of a restaurant waiting for my girlfriend to get out of the bathroom, and in walks Warren Beatty. And (gasps) he and I were like eye to eye. And all I could think of was, you know, have the courage to ask him for his sister's phone number, but I couldn't couldn't muster it. Oh, (laughs) oh. And you know, I thought I when I went to Hollywood, I walked. We were walking down the street, and we walked through this movie shoot, and um, I saw Forrest Whitaker sitting there, and I didn't ask for his autograph because I wanted to be kind of cool, like you know, who cares? It's Forrest Whitaker, whatever, you know. And then Ray Liotta and um, Jessica Biel, they were all on the set, and I'm like so kicking myself in the butt because I didn't go off and talk to them. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's so, to see these people on screen, especially Warren Beatty, like what an icon, right? You know, I could barely wrap my mind around the fact that he was standing in front of me, and then when I used the bathroom, all his kids were running around the bathroom, you know, tearing it apart just like my kids would, if they were there. (laughs) (laughs) And it just was so surreal, you know? Where where was it? This was at the J. Paul Getty Museum. Okay. It's, it's, right. it's in uh, in Los Angeles. So I was, I was just going there to see the art, and so was he. And just a funny thing. So that's my Shirley MacLaine, Warren Beatty sort of jaw, you know, <laughs> connection there. Uh, Six degrees yeah. of separation. <laughs> <laughs> so did it happen? Did she contact you after you saw Warren Beatty? Uh, yes. Yeah. So oh. I thought it might have been. It felt a little synchronistic. Mm-hmm. So I'm still really hot on does. her trail. We'll we'll track her down, won't we? Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> See, I'm after her. New Mexico. So I know she spends a lot of time in New Mexico now as a primary re- residence. That much I know. Oh, okay. I'm going after. Your for, um, I'm going after Sherry Moon Zombie too. That's another person that I want on the show. Ooh. Are you from New Mexico? Am I? No, I'm from yeah. California. I'm from Southern California. Oh, okay. So that's how you, you guys. See all these where are you guys? Where are you guys calling from? Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Chilly there yeah, right people, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's very chilly. That's yeah, really cold. <laughs> people can usually <laughs> tell Michigan people because we talk through our nose. Oh, well, I like, really? I like that accent. <laughs> that accent. It's a nice accent. Well, thank you. And I like the California accent, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Valley girl. Totally. It's a great accent. <laughs> Not so good in your 40s, though. Time to lose the, that, that valley girl accent when you get in your 40s. <laughs> Was it really? Was the Valley Girl accent really popular in California? Very, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was. Totally. Yeah, all my friends <laughs> talk like that. Absolutely. We were sort of more the OC. I grew up in Huntington Beach. Oh, okay. But definitely, definitely, we had that going on. There was some trickle down from Los Angeles. The Valley Girl accent sort of originated there. But we definitely, we definitely that incorporated that into our our dialogue. Very cool. So why don't you tell us about the Alma Answers? Okay, yeah. the Alma Answers, Alma means soul in Spanish, many people will know. And so really the Alma Answers is a, uh, like I said, it's it's 21 soul steps. 
So there's 21 steps, and I think for most people, they'll want to do one step per week. And they are foundational steps. For instance, one of the first steps has to do with just being being still and being quiet and, and learning from the stillness and, and appreciating that. And then some of the later steps have things are, are things such as um, learning to trust the organic patterns of life and tr- trust the power of love and those kinds of steps. So they, they are progressive. And I definitely called on many, many spiritual perspectives. You know, there's references to Buddhism, Hinduism, metaphysics, A Course in Miracles, popular culture, um, all different kinds of references are incorporated into uh, the Alma Answers. So um, it's kind of, I mean, I have references to Bob Marley or, you know, just all different kinds of people that have been uh, spiritual leaders um, throughout culture and throughout time. And so I figured, why not draw on the wisdom? I I sort of looked around and and I wanted something sort of meaty and something that people could really sink their teeth into and something that... Um, people could really utilize that would that would be sticky, so to speak. You know, when educators say something mm-hmm. sticky, it means that it sticks with them, that they could yeah. integrate, and it would be meaningful not only now but a year from now. And so I'm getting a lot of very, very positive feedback about it. And it's very affordable, very, very affordable. I know there's some kinds of programs that sort of have some maybe similar kind of references, in their, in their, but maybe not as comprehensive as this. And they're like, you know, I've seen like $3,000 and things like that, and mine's not, mine's not like that at all, not even in that ballpark. So it's a very, very um, affordable and user-friendly in that I just send it off to people in an email, and then they can either print it out or just keep it on their computer and work with it that way. Okay. And so e- when you say they're doing it like one a day, how long does it take them to do one of the prince of the Divine Solutions? Well, I would say that um, each of the steps, I would give a one. I would give a week for each of the steps. Oh. So if, if it's twenty one, twenty one steps, it would be tw- uh, twenty one weeks. Oh, um, okay. All right. you know, that kind of thing. Some people might choose to do it faster or slower. So it's really an at your own pace kind of a thing. Um, Is it I, like I, a I, some people jump around? I know some people jump around. They tell me I think it's best to do it in a progressive way because I think it makes better sense. Uh-huh. Um, each it's like each segment. There's you know so there's 21 steps. So there's segments of seven, three segments of seven. And so the initial the initial set of seven steps are about transitioning. And for some people that when they get the Alma answers or when they come to life coaching, maybe they're going through a divorce or a breakup, or they're changing careers, or they're entering midlife, or they're just becoming mm-hmm. investors or whatever. You know they're in some sort of transitional mode. Um, something that may seem obvious to other people or something that might be sort of in, in part of their inner world, something that is more in, interpersonal. So the first seven steps kind of help that person center and help that person gain some skills and some insights and some, some inner structure that will help them go to the next set of seven, which are about um, tr- a, a more transforming and then transforming your life the next seven. And then those final seven are about transcending. That's really about taking off. And really, when you're doing those final seven, if you really sink your teeth into those, those are the steps of mastery. You know, if you really do those steps, expect a, a, a tremendous shift in your life. So do they, are you writing things out? Are you meditating? What are you doing? What What kind of stuff? That's a great question. On? Yeah. Well, for each each of the steps has its own homework, 
or exercises. Nobody likes the word homework. Has exercises, <laughs> and then it has even some additional exercises. You know, some people really want. You know, they've done the exercises. Maybe it's a creative project. Maybe it's some sort of a projective, um, you know, uh, art project that they're doing, or maybe it's that they're incorporating meditation into their life or something like that. And then there's extra if they want it. Just ex- you know, some people, like I said, are really diving in, and so they want a lot of reinforcement around that particular topic. And then each step also has its own bibliography so people can actually look at the the references that I might have used or know what those are about. Some people would really like to check out some of the books and some people don't, but they're all there in terms of further further, uh, referencing the ideas, you know, and familiarizing oneself with those ideas. Okay. So if this is something like, like say you wanted to start a new project, but you've already gone through the 21 steps, is this something that, like you say, okay, I want to work on this project, so you would go through the steps again in relation to that project, or is this once you're through oh, you mean, you're done? Do I, or do you mean like if you're, if you're wanting to like begin a new thing, would you would you review those again in order to gain sort of some momentum so that you could achieve a project or complete yeah. a project? Yeah, I think um, one of my girlfriends said she. She ran. She went through the um, all my answers, and she felt that it was something that she would like to do maybe three times a year, especially at the beginning of the of the year. Okay. You know, sort of to um, because no, nobody has these these um, kind these steps are so comprehensive that if if somebody was able to really work through them and integrate everything, they'd be able to walk on water. You know, they would be in ma- they would be an enlightened master. So there's always room to grow, and so the, the steps will always ha- be applicable to whatever is going on in your life, and will be able to support you. And and how do I know that? Just because these are these these are what what I I've learned and what people have learned from the masters, you know, Paramahanda Yogananda, or you know, there's references from from all of these different traditions and all these people that walked in mastery, like Gandhi or. There's there's information about them in all my answers, and it, I'm making it sound like it's sort of daunting and overwhelming, but really it's quite simple. And so that was part of my goal too, is that, you know, as my my business is called Simply Divine Solutions, I'm 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 a believer in streamlining things and simplifying things. And so while there's a lot of um, information um, that is uh, incorporated into the all my answers, it is it's streamlined. Yeah, and it and sounds like. You- you uh, encourage people just to take it one step at a time, which isn't daunting if you just yeah, and, do it slowly yeah. and go at your own pace. You know, some people yeah. love to read, and they're they're you know they're going to do things at a real accelerated speed. Or people may be at a certain point in their life where maybe they've just lost a job and they have some downtime, and they really want to fortify themselves so they can go out there and look for another job. So they might find themselves with more time. Whereas a busy mom that uh, has a full time outside the home kind of career, you know, may or may not have the, have as much time to sort of put into it. So she can also uh, do it at her pace too. So you know, everybody's different, and and even with our in our own lives, our you know, our lives are different to ourselves. You know, depending on what time it is. So mm-hmm. I think uh, it, you know, it, it's it's um, accessible for for anybody. And is it? Do you think people of all different faiths would find it useful? It's not just you. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's funny because I tried it out. Um, you know, some I have some clients that are very specific in their beliefs. Like I have a few clients that are fundamentalist Christian, and so I, I, I you know, I said, listen, I, I'm not sure. You know, there's all these different references, and and they've been very open to it. So nobody has recoiled and said. Um, 
you know, that's not my thing. You know, it's funny because uh-huh. I, have, I have some atheistic and agnostic clients as well. And although I am talking about, um, in, in much of it, I am talking about spirituality, even for people that aren't, you know, maybe that's not um, one of the most important things in their life, there's a lot of practical uh, information in the Alma Answers because I'm, I'm a practical kind of girl, you know. <laughs> I believe in practicality. And so, you know, so I think whatever, um, they might be able to glean sort of whatever is relevant for them, you know, out of, out of a, a out of you know whatever tr- whatever tradition, um, you know we, you know just the, the the thinking positive and all this stuff around positive psychology. There's a lot of psychology in there too, of course, because that's part of my my personal background. But uh, you know, thinking good thoughts, thinking positive thoughts. You know, a lot of people might talk about the secret, the law of attraction. So some people believe that if we are vibrating at a certain energy, we will attract what we are thinking about or who really who we are. Um, but some people might not believe that, but they they certainly would be a benefit from thinking positive thoughts, right? They're going to yeah. be happier if they're thinking positive. So somebody that might not have that spiritual belief can definitely latch onto a piece of that, which you know, which is that if you're thinking happy thoughts, you feel happy. Uh-huh. Well, and the desire to be whole and healed is universal, no matter what your beliefs are. You everyone wants to feel complete. Absolutely, that's absolutely true. So. You know, I think I think the real the the beautiful nuggets across all cultures and all spiritual perspectives, that essential truth that that lies within whatever sort of dogma. You know, if we can peel that back, whatever whatever is essentially there is something that can should be and is often applicable to should be applicable to anybody with any belief system, including one that doesn't incorporate the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is really great. I um actually about a year ago, I I was looking at life coaches and I was considering getting one, and and they were all so costly, and I ended up just going into weekly counseling instead through a government program, so it was cheaper and and it, it helped a lot. But I I still thought that it would be great to have a life coach, and and especially man, if I went, could have found someone that you know dealt in the metaphysical, that would have been amazing too. But my uh, prices are I, really my prices are really good. I have a lot of um I have packages. Some coaches won't do the kind of packages where you do like every other week because they feel like there's not enough continuity and you don't want to set up a client for fail to fail. But my mm-hmm. feeling is that if you really work with people and you really, you know, you really t- you tell them, listen, it's every other week so you're really going to have to dig in if you want to see change. And in between you email me as much as you want and I'll email you back every day. I, I feel that that's a package that I that I want to offer and I feel good about offering. And I have a lot of students, you know, people, single moms, people on um, budgets, and a lot, like I said, a lot of students at all different uh, bachelor's level, master's level, doctorate level, and um, and and that package is one that they can they often choose. And and is, is there, a lot of them are find that to be very comfortable, especially with a busy schedule, you know, students mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, I do offer that package and I don't do them a lot of people will do this they'll make you pay for three months at a time and all of my packages are, are month to month because I believe if if they want to back out I want to always give them you know the uh, the option to to not continue the next month so um, so anyway that's just my philosophy some people feel like well if people aren't sticking with it for three months if they're not committing for a three-month period they they won't you know at some point in in the middle there they'll kind of poop out but my, I really trust that people have 
um, a, you know, that they have their own wisdom, and we have to honor that. That's part of the change process is really honoring your own intuition. Are you so I, 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 I'm a big believer in that. Are you able to take any insurances, or is it just No. You know, coaches, life coaches don't take insurance unless, you know, they're – they might be able to take somebody that's a therapy client and sort of call it coaching, but it's really therapy sort of a thing. But right now, coaching doesn't, they don't have, um, right they don't take insurance. Um, but what I what I do know, I do coach a lot of people uh, for career coaching. And, um, you know, a lot of women go, entering into new fields, I coach coaches, you know, I do that also. But uh, I do a lot of career coaching, and I, I believe some of my clients are able to write that off on their taxes. Of course, you know, you want to talk, talk to your tax person first. But yeah. um, they, they, you know, write that off as part of their training. I love the and names of your of your packages. Like you have the Guadalupe, the Jackie, the Marianne, the Shirley. <laughs> Can you tell who my favorites are? You yeah, know, those I are all know. my favorite ladies. Yeah, yeah, those are all so my favorite. I'm wondering my who the Laura is. I don't know any Laura. Laura, oh, um, Laura Esquivel is um, a Mexican writer, and she's one of my favorites. Sort of, she's sort of in the tradition of Isabel Allende or um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. It's sort of this mystical Latin American uh, style that they write in, and she is wonderful, very metaphysical. And one of my favorite books that she wrote is called The Law of Love. Mm-hmm. And she was at our she was at a book signing here at our at our big bookstore in Arizona, and she was there. And I sat in the front row, and I brought her flowers. I mean, I was sort of a stalker. And <laughs> she was adorable. I mean, I just loved her. So she's wonderful. If you haven't seen the movie like Water for Chocolate, very very metaphysical, very mystical. Um, Love that movie. Yeah, you so you know it. And she was the she wrote the book that became the movie. And so really. So that's Laura, yeah, and I also love Laura Day, who's the writes about into practical intuition. Um, I'm trying to think of what her other books. That was her big one, but she's a intuitive that I love also. But yeah, so those are my two Lauras. Okay. <laughs> well, if someone wants to take a look at your website, let's get. Can you give that to them so they can? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look me up at www.simplydivinesolutions plural.com and divine just some people spell it a little different it's d-i-v-i-n-e and i have a at the bottom of the front of my webpage there's a contact us page button at the bottom and you can sign up for my free newsletter which i'm very excited about because i have a real great interview coming next month and Ooh. you can also sign up there for a consultation yeah my interview is going to be with um coot blackson so he agreed to uh, do a little interview with me so i'm very excited about that is that going to be a written interview, or I know you have a radio show. Yeah, no, it's you? going to be a written. But I, from your mouth to God's ear about the about the uh, you know the radio show interview, because that would be terrific to catch him. I think he emailed me from India, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, that might be long distance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's going to go for that, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to take what I can get for right now because I'm just so excited to. To have a communication with him, so and you know because I work primarily with women, it's sometimes it's fun to kind of throw in a little bit of the masculine, and um, and so you know so my my readers and my listeners and my clients, we can benefit from the wisdom of these great sage men. Exactly. Um, yeah, we do that. We throw in the masculine here and there if it's like something that's going to really help women out. You know, we like to throw that in and. 
Yeah, absolutely, because we definitely, and within all of us are the feminine, feminine and the masculine principles, right? Within each of us, and yeah. so when we if when we're, we're balanced. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're, when we're in contact with these really beautiful, balanced men, we our masculine uh, side can also we can we can learn how to develop our masculine in a healthy way. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's exciting. I agree. Stuff. Yeah, so yeah, please look me up and 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 I do a free consultation worth it, they're worth ninety five dollars and I do it for free and you know, there's no obligation and I always love to meet new people so please look me up. Very cool. So tell us a little bit about your radio show. I think I've heard your radio show before I even contacted you. Oh, that's so nice. Um, let's see. My radio show I do it with my friend who's a spiritual artist and she and I. I guess we have, you know, male listeners and female listeners that really, I think our target audience is really the women. And we just uh, choose a subject every week to talk about, and this next Sunday is going to be meditation. And uh, um, and so far we've done maybe seven shows, so it's been a lot of fun. And we're still learning, you know, we're still, <laughs> we're still learning the ropes. You know, yeah. I say, like, goodbye, everybody, and I want to play, you know, say goodbye with some music in the background, and I can't, you know, the music button doesn't work, or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've had that problem <laughs> with blog talk. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? It's, uh, it's very humbling, but it's fun, you know. So, yeah, so we do a radio show Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. And it's on. It's off of my web, my uh, profile page, which is Coach for Women Worldwide, my blog talk radio uh, profile page. Okay. And so, like, when you do your, you pick a topic, meditation, it's just you and her talking back and forth about meditation? It is. I know. <laughs> a little slightly boring. Um, yeah, we'll probably, in, we'll probably um, start inviting people to be on our show. We haven't, we haven't done that yet just because we're still learning the ropes and figuring out what we were doing and all that kind of stuff. Um, we definitely, you know, incorporate a lot of material and information from different people and all that kind of stuff. But and we take live, you know, we have live listeners uh, that call in, um, but we haven't had any guests yet. Oh, and you said that she's an artist friend. Yeah, she's my friend, and she's a, she's an artist, and a lot of her work is um, of a spiritual or metaphysical nature. You know, she does oh. she just did a whole series on um, Buddhas and angels and that kind of thing. Ooh. So. She, She's she's a uh, you know her, she personally she's a metaphysician herself so she's you know naturally sort of interested in in those references so oh great yeah so we have a few artists coming on um, one she dreams her dreams she dreams and then she paints what she dreams but mm-hmm. they're like spiritual oh very cool yeah it's a nice way to get them you can do your your you half your work is done by the time you wake up in the morning right. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, sometimes I'll dream that I have a client before I have the and the client will call me. Oh, and I'll say, really oh, I know like that, I, yeah, I, I'll say, oh, I knew that person was coming. So that's happened a couple more than like maybe like four or five times now. So I always know when I when I've dreamed of someone and they end up calling, I always know well this person was, you know, this is this is person is meant to be my client. You know, I always know sort of that they're going to sign on even from the first couple of sentences just because. I've already met them in my dream, you know. Wow, that's exciting. So when people call you to be their life coach, what are some of the topics that they ask you to help them with? Well, you know, the women really of all ages, I would say, you know, pretty much from like maybe 23 to 63 are kind of the, you know, the age range of the women that call me. And I do, you know, just between you and I, <laughs> I have a couple <laughs> of men, male clients too, but, you know, predominantly women. 
Um, but all kinds of things. Like I said, you know, some of it's transitions that are obvious, like somebody is um, getting divorced or they're getting married or they're just starting a career or they're graduating from their doctoral program, you know, that kind of thing. And sometimes people are experiencing stuff like, you know, the, the, the inner world transition. They're entering into midlife. You know, maybe it doesn't look like a crisis to anybody else, but they're feeling, you know, sort of out of source or they're wanting to have a new vision for their life at midlife and uh, those kinds of things. Sometimes people want to lose weight. Sometimes people want to develop themselves spiritually. Sometimes people just want to say, you know what, I'm I'm happy, but I know I could be happier. You know, I'm feeling a little bit numb. It's not a major depression or anything like that, you know, but I'm just sort of mildly kind of down and I and I want to connect more and I want to reach out more I want to have more love in my life I want to feel like I have uh, more purpose and of course I love having you know what a wonderful opportunity for me to get to work with these women that are at this kind of a threshold because you know it's exciting work and you know it's so exciting to see what people can create you know Deepak Chopra talks about the field of pure potentiality you know when we're, we're at that threshold there's nothing there yet, and then we're, we're just we're on that creative threshold, and who knows what this person will do with their life, but their intention is such that they want to create a connected and beautiful life. So that's exciting. That's a you know one of the top point. Yeah, that's yeah. really exciting. Um, I know that like probably I think it was like three or four years ago I was at that threshold, and I did consider a life co- a life coach, someone to help me because I knew what I you know I knew what I wanted to do. I just had no idea how to start it, how to begin it, how to get the mindset, how to do it. And yeah. uh, I didn't end up getting a life coach, but I did, like, focus all my energy and geared and finally said, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to work in the paranormal. And it's just kind of built upon itself. Yeah, that's but, Yeah. Yeah. But don't you think that um, you have to have, like, real – I don't know, you said they – three-month commitment would be hard, but I really think that, you know, if you really want to get it going, that you could do it pretty quickly, don't you think? Um, I think so, absolutely. You know, sometimes with people I'm working on, I'm just thinking of one client just pops into my mind, and I'm thinking she came to me initially, she was getting divorced, and then she um, was going through some school issues. She was in in an advanced degree program, and then, um, I mean, she's a fat, this amazing, amazing woman. delight to work with she was kind of working with that and now she's really working on some incredibly creative ventures like she's really like you know they were each different pieces of sort of the same desire to reach a certain level of mastery in her life and so I'm kind of just as each thing comes up we kind of address it work on it I mean sometimes we're doing really practical things I know a lot of times people will complain they'll say to me um, that either their therapist or their life coach will say, you know, it's a, that person was a really nice person and they were really committed to me, and I felt like my talk was really nice, but I didn't feel like I got, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really take away anything tangible at the end. So what I, what I, I really believe, and that's why I have solutions in, in my, my uh, business name, is that I really believe in helping people really have the tools that they need. You know, um, to like if they're starting a new business, like a lot of women that come to me are doing, starting a new business, we talk about, okay, trademark your name. How do you do it? Okay, this is what you do. You know, uh-huh. go down, you know, this is how you get the form. Yeah. You know, and it's all, and then I create notes after each session for people that will be a reiteration of 
what we talked about. I'll, I'll write themes of what we talked about. I'll do quotes, reference materials uh, each time after I meet with somebody, and I and I feel like that's um, an important part of what people kind of you know what they what a benefit to the work that I'm doing is is that they can take that and it's substantial and um, it can really help them clarify each piece as they go. Because sometimes when we're working on a big dream or we're really rebuilding a lot of aspects of our life, there's a lot of nuances. And we might not get every single one, but we can go back. If, if it's delineated clearly, we can go back and look at, you know, um, something from a month ago and hit it again or readdress it or, you know, put some mm-hmm. attention on it. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. So I'm really a believer in... Um, you know, it, it part of it is this exploration that's within, that is within, and a lot of you know emphasis on the metaphysical if that's appropriate for the person. Um, it's certainly something that I you know I value and that I'm excited about. My, my life coaching is actually a spiritual life coaching degree, so um, so that piece is important. But I, I think the practical is very important. Kind of coming back to what we were talking about initially. When you said, you know, as a social worker, sometimes you feel, you know, like you're yeah. putting a Band-Aid. And so um, I think all these practical tools that we can give people are important, too. So it's a real holistic yeah. kind of approach to healing. Well, and, and sometimes it's just a simple thing. Like, you know, people, when people are overwhelmed and stressed, even like talking about, well, you know, I don't talk about trademarks with my clients, but you know, even like talking about something like that and kind of like guiding them and helping them, it's like a relief because they don't have to do all the work, if that makes any Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Well, yeah, two heads are better than, than one, right, is the old saying. And the, yeah. the metaphysical idea is when two or are, are, two or more are gathered. You know, like we think of the mm. Christian idea when two or more are gathered in his name. But when two or more are gathered, you know, the metaphysical belief is that there's exponential energy. There's exponential attention on this. So you don't just get the benefit of the two working on it. It's really like ten working on it when two people are joined with an intention. It's sort of like a shamanic belief as well, that this idea that, when we come together, we can really create so you know so much more than we can do on our own. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, with life coaching, it's like it's not sort of somebody that's coming. It's not somebody that has any expectations for you. It's not a friend of me. It's not anybody with these <laughs> ideas about you know that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. It's somebody that really wants you to succeed. And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and so it's a pure, it's a pure it's a pure energy. You know, like life coaches are often people will say. Um, we hold a sacred space. You know, we're here to, like you're saying, to allow people to process and to do it. That's a piece of that's a piece of the healing as well. Is just to get it out and to to kind of um, put it out there so that you can you can not be afraid of it anymore. You know, you can operate from love rather than fear. Yeah, and just saying it is a very powerful thing. But then saying it to another person that's even Absolutely. more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, even as a therapist, I remember people would come to me and say, oh, I've done this terrible, terrible thing, or, you know, and, and they'll tell me, and, you know, of course, I've heard it ten other times that, that day alone kind of a thing. And sometimes it takes, the, it, it takes the guilt and it takes the fear out of it when you can just say, okay, I did this. Now, you know, you, then now you can move into forgiveness or you can move into, you know, making amends or whatever, you know, you need to do. But, yeah, you can be rid of it. You, you're unburdened. Yeah. 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 That's a powerful thing. So I, I heard you mention that you teach other life coaches. How how do you do that? Well, people come to me, you know, they're a lot of times, sometimes before they even start a life coaching program, and they'll say, you know, um, I'm looking for a life coach because I just want to be guided into the life coaching, you know, field 
sometimes people will call me when they're in the middle of a program and they'll say, I really need to, um, you know, sometimes a program requires that they have a life coach, so that can be a piece of it. But sometimes people are just feeling like, you know what, I'm, I'm daunted or I would really like to practice and, you know, could you, would you be that person for me? So sometimes we're just running, you know, you know we, we're role-playing, running different, uh-huh. you know, scripts and things or, you know, just practical things that people have questions about as coaches. So they'll bring that. And, um, and you know, sometimes personal stuff, too. Sometimes it's a mix. Um, mm-hmm. it's, hard, it's hard to kind of tease them apart because as emotional things come up for people as coaches, they're also coming up for them as a person. So we kind of do do both. But, um, but you know, yeah, just like how do you uh, – last night I think a coach asked me, like, well, you know, um, how do you – you know, what, what do you do when you get, like, ten new clients all at once? <laughs> no, oh. we talked about that. You know, like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, it's exciting, but it's daunting. What do you do? You know, what are some practical yeah. solutions? So I shared with her what I did, and we talked about what she did, and we figured out what might work for her, and so that it's not overwhelming, and that nobody falls through the cracks. So, do you uh, feel as if a life coach should take life coaching courses, or do you think somebody that you know has life experience could easily be a life coach? Well, I hate to say, you know, make a broad stroke about it because I, I do feel like people need to make their own decisions. But I will say that my background as a social worker and psychotherapist for years and years um, was so important to me. And not only did I do that background, but then I also went to a coaching program, a, you know, regular coaching program. It was really for therapists that are becoming coaches, so I did that for a couple years. And then I got my Ph.D. in life coaching. So, and, you know, of course, I, I, just like everybody else, I've had my personal things to have to deal with as well, right? So, you know, I have life experience plus, you know, so I, I guess I do believe in training, but I, I wouldn't want to tell anybody that they needed to do it a certain way. I, I, would, I would just caution that sometimes what you don't know can be dangerous, like the legal and ethical things. I wouldn't, That's you know. But I, yeah, the legal thing would be what would scare me because I know that, I'm into the court cases on TV, and there was a woman who was taken to court because she claimed to be a life coach, but then she gave some therapeutic suggestions or something like that. Wow! And, oh, I'd love yeah. to see that. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. We have to be we have to be careful, and sometimes people, if we if we have a training program. We, you know, then we can be familiar with really what is our scope of practice. It sounds like this lady may, she probably, I don't know, you know, of course I didn't see it, but she may mm-hmm. not have known. So, you know, people might not know about things such as malpractice insurance or, you know, how to keep files confidential or all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the nuts and bolts, which I think is important, and also process, um, you know, just issues that come up. What do you do if all of a sudden the life coaching client tells you they're suicidal? What do you do? Yeah. You know, yeah. those kinds of, right? So those are what the do you do? Come up. Just out of curiosity. <laughs> what do you do? You um you make sure that they they uh you know nine one one is called and that they're you know that they're they're there's a psychological evaluation. We call it in California. We call it a pet team psychological evaluation team. So somebody's mm-hmm. sent out to the person and they're evaluated for. For suicidality, and then the, based on their assessment, they're admitted to um, a, a hospital for 72-hour detention or not. Yeah, we're we're required to do something similar. Um, if like around Christmas time, I had a client come in and tell me she was suicidal, and I got her instead of calling the police, we took her to the hospital. 
But Which you can also do. You can get somebody to an emergency room situation where they can also be evaluated. In life coaching, of course, most of, you know most of my clients are you know really far away from me, and so yeah. in other countries. So um, so uh, that's not always practical that that would happen. But yeah, so you, so you know, not to scare people that are listening to this and wanting to become life coaches, but just know that there there may be some things that you you know that you m- might not know that you might consider a program to, to help you kind of figure that kind of stuff out. Yeah. And where do you locate that kind of program? Is it online or did There's you? all different kinds of programs. You know, I did, um, I, like I said, I kind of went, I did both. I didn't complete my, I did two years with the um, the uh, coaching training, just just coaching training. But then I, I, I also got my PhD. When I found the PhD program, I went into that. But um, there are all kinds of different programs. I don't know if one's better than the other. I went to mentorcoach.com for my uh, coaching training, and I did that for two years, and some really great teachers. And then I did a Ph.D. program after that. So, um, so you know, people have different feelings about different programs. So you can look online and just look look up, you know, coaching training programs and see what you can find. A good way to start is to get a coach, though, because the coach can kind of help you navigate um, the waters and figure stuff out. Sometimes people will ask me, like, well, what do you think about this program? Here's a course outline. What do you think? And um, and I'll give my feedback about that. That's really cool that you do that. Yeah, yeah it's, really... it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of boundaries do you set with, set with your clients? Um, I, I'm asking because um, when I first started going to a counselor, I was prone to anxiety attacks. Like about 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. make yourself available at the beginning for your clients when they do things like that, or do you set strict boundaries? Well, you know, if somebody was having anxiety like that, I mean, certainly clients come to me and their anxiety is often a part of the piece of the puzzle. If it's if it's clinical anxiety, then I would send them to a, a psychotherapist. Or if I said, I, I might say to a client, listen, if you're if you're having any, if you're feeling like medication might be indicated or you haven't had a checkup in a while, I would highly recommend that you go and get a medication evaluation or that you talk to your therapist about these symptoms of anxiety because we don't know if it's generalized anxiety disorder or panic attacks or what that person is dealing with. So we would want to make sure that that, you know, that's covered and revisited if it comes up again. But if somebody's just saying, like, you know, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling anxious because, you know, David hasn't called me and I want him to call me or something like that, I, um, I have uh, email availability for all of my packages. People will email me, and they'll about, you know, and I try to get to everybody that emails me throughout the day. So, um, so I support my clients, you know, throughout. I think anxiety is a normal thing, a normal reaction when you're delving into something and you're stirring the pot and you're mixing things up and you're actually actualizing and vocalizing stuff. I think that anxiety is a is a very common it and natural. I think you're right, and I and I think that there, you know, it, it's it's good to have some clinical understanding, and maybe that goes back to what we were talking about before getting some training. But um, certainly people come to me and they'll say, you know what, I went to a, psych- you know, a psychologist for years or I did therapy for years, and although I got some resolution, I feel like I could do, I would like to have a little bit more of a handle on it. This is a common, this is common. People sometimes will initiate life coaching with me be- based on this kind of an issue. And so we'll do a lot of, um, a lot of strategies for dealing with like, when anxiety comes up. You know, not clinical anxiety, but just anxious feelings, you know, not, mm-hmm. not feeling comfortable in your own skin. And so we'll do a lot of kind of shifting um, 
shifting that, you know, sort of energy, if we want to think of anxiety as a certain energy, um, by using different techniques. Like, for instance, we're talking about meditation next week, so meditation might be an idea, or just shifting thoughts, changing your thought patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it, of course, is based on that. And looking at things like how much caffeine are you drinking, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> It can make a huge difference, right? You can yeah. have caffeine, and boy, you're feeling, you know, it's a different, it's a different world, you know. So, uh, so we can look at those kind of things, like you know, some basic, simple dietary changes, or um, uh, exercise. You know, exercise kicks out, um, does a lot to cha- reduce anxiety and reduce sort of that um, mild depression that people go around feeling every day. So. Um, so those kind of strategies can be, and then I can give offer some support around shifting. You know, keeping that, mm-hmm. keep, sh- you know, because you know what happens. Of course, you know, you shift into a strategy, and then the tendency is to, until it becomes a habit, we shift back out of it. So the idea is that, um, you know, that I'm here to support the change that you're you're wanting to make too. So mm-hmm. yeah, keep it going. So do you get a lot of people that come into life coaching that are um, also receiving, like, traditional therapy? You know, I, I, I do, not the majority, a minority. I have a few. And the, de- and the deal is, <laughs> what I do is, is that I will only work in conjunction with a therapist. And so what, and I, I get signed permission from my clients. So what happens is, let's say you and I are working together, but you're seeing a, a therapist, and you're uh-huh. you're you're making gains in therapy, and um, but you'd like some extra support. And if the therapist thinks it's indicated, I will say I will say to the therapist, listen, you're the you're the head clinician on this team, and this inter- you know I'm at the bottom, you're at the top. So I will take uh-huh. directions from you, and I will you know provide you in this course again with the client's permission with the with the notes after the session. And so that either you know nothing I'm doing you feel is, is contraindicated, uh-huh. or you know at cross purposes with what your goals are in therapy. And so that that's how I've worked it. It may not always work because it can get sticky, um, but I'm very clear about the roles. You know I'm very clear, and I always say to my client, you know, the therapist is a therapist, and 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 that person's role is X, Y, and Z, and I'm the life coach, and my role is X, Y, and Z. You know a lot of clarity. Mm-hmm. And I'm not available for emergencies, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So can you give us your uh, website again for those that might have tuned in a little bit later? Yeah, I'd be happy to. It's www.simplydivinesolutions.com, and divine is D-I-V-I-N-E. And just go to, at the bottom of the, on the left-hand side, there's, you know, all different pages. You'll, you'll see the contact us, and you can sign up there for a free consultation and the uh, free newsletter. Well, thank you so much. That sounds, you're, you sound like a, an excellent person that I would want to work with. Um, well, thank you very much. I love how you're, you're, you're well-rounded. You know what I mean? Like you have, the, you have the book smarts, but you also have the spiritual and all that. Rolled up the one. (laughs) I do my best. (laughs) (laughs) I am fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time. Sometimes. (laughs) Well, you are human, so we'll let you do something. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and talking about what you do. We really appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure, and thank you guys so much for having me. I I'm so much appreciation of being asked tonight, and what a pleasure. So thank you so much. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks again. Bye. 
So again, um, that was Dr. Janine, and she does offer a free consultation. So be sure to head over to her site. Um, she does have a few free things on her site to look at. So it's well worth going through her website just to find out more about her. Um, I liked her. I did too. Yeah, she was I, really nice. You know, if I would have done this interview a year ago, I probably would have gone to see her. You know, or I would have you know consulted with her. Yeah. When I when I well, and I did look at her prices, and they are very affordable for a one month session where she she makes herself available to um, emails daily, and then you get I think a one hour session a week. So that's very affordable. I think that's what it was. Oh. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. That was just really interesting. And I don't know about you, but every time you have a guest on, I I, I feel like I want to purchase what they're doing or <laughs> or you know get in contact with them. I don't know if it's just because you pick good people. Or <laughs> well, I or, feel really privileged to be doing this show because we are talking to such cool and interesting people that you know I get to meet all these new people, and yeah. hopefully it's helping other people, other women. So. I don't know. I'm really excited about what we're doing. I am too. Hey, I wanted to tell everybody that we have a written interview that we did with Conjure Oils. Um, a while back, we had Yvette from Divine Dolls on, and she uses Conjure Oils, which her, and I love Conjure's oil saying, it's things with a good smell keep you safe from hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did a written interview, and it is Superb. I mean, it is very interesting, and that's over on our um, posted on our MySpace blog, and it's also at our Blog Talk blog. So, if you want to head over to myspace.com forward slash extraordinary tarot women, look at our blog, and you will see our written interview with Vera of Conjure Oils, and it's a very interesting interview. Um, she does like oils, and I got some of her oils, and. <laughs> I was breathing hot and heavy down her neck waiting for him to come because um, it was during the Christmas, you know, so the mail was delayed. And I'm like, you know, and every day I'm saying to Ian, did I get any mail? And he's like, no, your oils didn't come. (laughs) I was at work, uh, I think it was yesterday, and he's like, your oils came. And I'm like, ah! So I raced home, and there was this one oil um, and, of course, I'm not going to even try to say it, but it's the sun goddess. uh, um, and it was just, it was actually, I didn't order it. She had sent it as an extra. And it just smells wonderful. It makes me happy all day long. Really? What What is its purpose? Does it say, like, what it's for? Well, it's, it's the sun goddess, so. Oh, fun goddess. Sun. Not fun. Sun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sun goddess. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. Well, you know, fun goddess. That would make me feel happy too. <laughs> it makes life fun. I know. <laughs> so head over to Conjure Oils, please. And um, we have some new songs to play, and then we have an um, we have another guest that's coming on. We have a candle maker, which oh she, yeah, she makes candles, beautiful candles, and she has a new project where she's making candles in conjunctions with authors and their new books. Ooh. Yeah. And so we have another song from 
Forrest Wade. We played a Forrest Wade song last week, and this week we're going to play Poor Nancy is the name of the song by Forrest Wade. And, of course, you know, what would be a pair woman radio without a sectional, the sectional song. Oh, yeah, I love the sectionals. Yes. Um, so this week we're playing uh, the sectional, and this one that we're going to play is Apparitions. So oh. we're going to go into two songs, and then we'll come back with our next guest. Okay. Okay. All right.
Okay, that was Forrest Wade, Poor Nancy, and the sectional with apparitions. Our next guest, I see, is on the line, so let's give her a brief intro. Um, she's described, described as a wax wizard dress. That's hard to say, wax wizard dress. And <laughs> candle maker extraordinaire. Candle artist Jay Jay Fay breaks the mold of traditional candle making with her innovative and artistic pillar candle designs. She designs candles from the heart. Not satisfied with the simple stir and pour, she reflects her artistic feelings and ideas into her candles. Her love for creativity and candles seems to bound together about five years ago when she was looking for a way to put her creativity used to earn a living instead of sitting behind a desk all day. We all know that feeling, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's bring her on. Hi there. Hello. How do you say your name? Is it Jafay? Jafay. Jafay. Okay. Mhm. Okay. Jafay. So, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. Did you have a good New Year's? Yes, I did. Rang yeah. it in nice and properly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make any New Year candles? No, I didn't. I haven't had any requests for those so far. I'm surprised. Oh. What drew you into candle making? Well, actually, it was a project that my husband and I had thought of doing together. He makes beautiful candlestick holders. And so I thought, you know, I could make candles to go with them. But as it turned out, the candles started taking on an artistic light all their own and sort of stole the show. (laughs) I I just totally fell in love with making the candles and, you know, experimenting with different ways to make them very artistic. So that's what, you know, got it started. What what kind of medium does he use to make his candlesticks? Wood. Wood. They're uh, hand-turned. Okay. Wooden candlestick holders. Uh Uh-huh. And... uh, it just started being that he was too busy, really, you know, to spend time making a lot of them. So, like I said, the candles started taking on an artistic light on their own. They were no longer just an accent, you know, to a, to a holder, but they became their own, you know, artistic beauty on their uh-huh. own. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen, I, I've looked at some of your candles, and they are beautiful. Well, thank you. What type of method do we, huh? What type of methods do you use in your candle making? Like, how do you make a candle? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, well, basically, um, when you make a candle, you take wax, and then you melt it till it's a liquid state. And then from there, you add the scent that you want in it, and then also, you know, the color. It's sort of like cooking, in oh. a way, you know, because then you have your pots, and you pour, you know, your wax into your little pots, and then you stir it up, and then... Then there's other things that you can do to it depending on, you know, the look that you want. And then you pour it into a mold. And so from there, then it just sets until it hardens, and then out comes your candle. So it's almost like a new little baby. (laughs) When it comes down the mold, I do think of them as my babies anyway, so. You are a true artist. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you get those little things? It looks like there's leaves and flowers in some of them. How do you do that? That's the secret. <laughs> oh, if you tell me, you'll have to kill me? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Someone told me to go on and kill you, but they said not literally, so. <laughs> <laughs> not no, it's just different methods. Um, I do use 
like pans where I pour some wax into the pan and then I let it set for a little while and then I cut out my designs. Oh, okay. And before I put them in the mold. So a lot of my candles are actually hand-built in the mold by me. And it's challenging because I cannot see what I'm doing. So it's a lot, you know, by feel. And then, of course, peeking in there. But um, it's almost like painting a little picture in my mold. So it's a little bit different. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And do you use essential oils or fragrance oils or do you like to combine your oils or yes i do mix oils um i order them you know from a candle supplier so they are oils that are okay for burning you know in a candle you have to be careful of that you don't want it to catch on fire (laughs) but then i take the scent and then sometimes i do mix them to make my own scent so that's a lot of fun too Oh, like a little chemistry, a little cooking, you know, just all different things that you can do to tweak it and make it different. And people commission you for candles? Uh, Yes. Um, Like you were talking about, um, you know, me working with the authors. The authors, Mm -hmm. you know, will come to me with like an idea, you know, they'll have their book and they'll want a candle to go with that. And so I'll work with them, you know, to design a candle to go with their work. And then also individuals come to me. Uh, just a while back, a lady had bought a painting from an artist, and she wanted candles to complement her painting. And so that was a lot of fun. I was sent the picture to look at and then to come up with a design. So that was quite interesting. It was a picture that she had. Was she displaying it at an art gallery? No, it was in her home. Okay. Oh, so, and, and then sometimes you, people want gifts, huh? When you, um, when someone commit, you, you're doing it for authors right now, aren't you? Um, right. Their whole That's book. One of my or, favorite projects. <laughs> <laughs> do you read her book, read him or her, his or her book, or how do sometimes. you? Sometimes. Sometimes I'll read a book. Um, sometimes what they'll do, they'll send me their book cover as a visual, okay. and then they'll send me a short blurb about their book or tell me something that has meaning in their book. And, you know, sometimes they already know, well, I want this symbol, you know, because it's in my story or I want these colors or even a certain scent may be important to their story. Um, I have one author friend, uh, William Maltese, and he actually wrote a story with a candle in mind. And that was really cool. Um, It was called A A Rendering of Souls. And he wanted me to read the story, and the candle in the story has the soul of an avenging warrior trapped in the candle. Ooh. And so that was really cool. I had to come up with a candle that looked ancient, could have been a wedding present, and had the looks of a swirling spirit in it. So whenever you put that in context and you look at the candle and then you know the story then it really brings a lot of meaning to the candle. Do you have a picture of the candle on your website? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I do promote these authors um, with their books and their candles, and it's called Books in the Spotlight, and it is on my website and also on MySpace. So you can go look there. 
Um, my website is Studio 3B online. And from there on the front, you can see all the different categories of candles. I have it set up like a movie theme uh, since my name is Studio 3B. Uh -huh. And so we have like dramatic candles, musical comedy, um, chick flicks, mystery suspense, sci-fi. And then, of course, I have my books and candles also. So you click on the category and you see all the different types of candles. Yeah, your website is pretty – I like it because it's easy to navigate. I hate when oh, I go to a website you. and I'm like, where do I go? What do I do? But yours is very user-friendly. Well, and it you. is neat how you have it all set up uh, with the different movies. Didn't you do a candle for a movie? Yes, I did for an independent movie uh, called The Candle from Five Clover Films. And that one was really cool. That candle um, is actually called a puzzle candle. And um, that one is supposed to maybe have powers also. <laughs> You're supposed to burn it until it completely uh, completely burns out or bad things may happen to you. So that one's Ooh. cool, too. You can find uh, a link to the candle from my MySpace page, and you can go in and see a, a clip, and you'll see my candle in the clip, too. So that's fun. That is fun. Do you have a, a favorite type of... Uh candle style that you make or oh, one that's that you hard. I have so many styles that I love <laughs> that I think you can see that on my website. I've never limited myself to making one style of candle except that they are pillars. And that's because they have a good burn quality and I can make them look all different kind of ways. So that's why I stick with pillars. But as far as design style, I guess I I lean toward the dramatic. I really do like the the gothic looks, but I really like all of them. <laughs> so it is hard to choose. Are you gothic yourself? Um, I wouldn't really describe myself as gothic, but I do like that type of thing. You know, it's like I'm a Dark Shadows fan, you know, and I love oh, uh -huh. scary movies and, you know, stuff like that. So I really do enjoy that but um, it's hard to put me in one separate category, really. <laughs> Myself and my work, it's really hard. Depends on I my feel, mood today, huh? I was going to say, I feel quite out of the loop because my filling in tonight was a very last-minute thing, and oh. I have no idea what your website looks like. I have no idea what your candles look like. Uh-oh. You have to take a look. <laughs> They're really different. You know, I want to. <laughs> Don't you have Let's your computer with you, Shannon? Uh, I, I went back home because I couldn't plug my phone in at Burger King. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I don't have the Internet at home right now, so, uh, yeah, I'm kind of stuck here. <laughs> well, you'll have to take a look, and then I'll have to come back, and then we can discuss it again. Yeah. <laughs> Do it all over because Shannon has no idea. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no clue. <laughs> Do you – when you – um make your candles, do you make them in mind um, for, or do you have some that you make for people that like to do, oh, I don't know how to say it, maybe candle magic, you know, that kind of thing? Like if someone, you know, wants wealth, they would want a green candle. And right. they would, do you do stuff like that? I have not. Um, I have seen other people's candles, you know, where they're like spell candles. Mm -hmm. but I really don't 
do that, but if someone came to me and wanted a green candle for that, I would make it for them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, I am. I do have a dark tarot candle, but that's for uh, authors also. Um, Stella Price is one of my good friends, and she's in with a group of ladies, and they're doing a whole line of books called Dark Tarot. Oh. She's publishing, and they have this really cool deck of tarot cards. And there's going to be a story attached to each card. And so then I've made a dark tarot candle to represent the whole grouping. But then also we're going to come up with some different scent chips that represent, like, different things from the tarot. And so then, like, their readers can come in and they can purchase, you know, like a bag of scent chips that, you know, you can melt in one of those little wax burner things. I can't uh-huh. remember what they're called. A tart melter. And so then they can, like, read their story and have the scent, you know, that represents that story. So I oh, think that's cool. really cool. That I is very kind of cool. as close to that as, as I come, I guess, right now. <laughs> you never know what I'm going to do in the future. Well, like you said, you know, people can commission you for that if they, if they want a particular right. color or particular scent. Right. And when people do order your candles, what, what is your pricing on the candles, just to get an idea of? Well, they're priced upon, based upon size. Okay. So, like, if somebody wanted a 3x4 pillar, it would be $13. If they oh. wanted a 3x6, it would be $17. Uh-huh. So it just goes up a few dollars each size. Yeah, And that's uh, very the only time I would charge extra is if they wanted, like, a certain image on the, on their candle then I may need to order a cutout. And so then I only charge them what I'm charged to order that. Okay. So, um, and then You're if there was, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying if there was a lot of extra artwork to it, then I may charge a little bit more, but I usually don't. I usually do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using That's reasonable. That's very reasonable. Do your candles burn in inward so that they don't yes. go all, Okay. Yes. Because, you know, yeah, you buy you do candles that. and they just get a puddle. Yeah. Now, whenever you burn them, you do have to keep in mind that they are completely waxed. So you need to burn them till there's like a quarter of an inch wall and then blow it out. Because once your wall burns, then it will collapse. So you just have uh-huh. to keep an eye on them. <laughs> <laughs> but they burn very well. I burn them myself. And uh, now I do have candles that I make that look like there is wax dripping down them, mm-hmm. like my gothic romance candle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just has a look already of like, you know, in those movies with the gothic castles where they have the candles dripping. Yeah, they kind of like. remind me of those cake candles that were really oh, popular. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So if you like that look but you don't want it to drip, really, <laughs> that's a good one to get. <laughs> I see that you were on HGTV. What was that all about? Yes. I actually had a film crew here in my little studio, so that was quite interesting. Ooh. Very nerve-wracking at first until I started, you know, getting into the swing of things. But um, there's no rehearsal. They come in and they're like, okay, make a candle. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> with, the ca- with the camera right in your face. So, But that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And... Um, so now I have my project page up on their website, so people can go to my website and from my front page even, you can click and go there and see that. And 
uh, see how I make my whimsical coffee mug handle. So that's on there if anyone's interested in making their own. <laughs> how did HGTV find you? Well, actually, I approached them. Um, I had went to their website. I was going to contact some of their designers just to let them know who I was and if they wanted candles, you know, designed for anything. Um, and I came across a segment there that said, be on TV. So I was like, what is this about? So um, I went in there and come to find out, I, I went and sent in my application and some pictures of my candles. And like within two days, they got back to me. And I just did it on a fluke thinking no one's even going to contact me. But they were coming to my town in the Houston area. And so I got on like right away. <laughs> it was really amazing. But it was quite an experience. And that was um, back when I was starting out. Well, not really starting out. I've been doing it for a while, but really starting out online. Um, so that gave me a little bit of boost, you know, getting going yeah, online. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. Is it that campy little show where they show, like, the artists and they're kind of, like, it's in your face and they're kind of funny and then they Yeah, okay. And I used to watch it all the time and thinking, why are these people so silly? (laughs) And when you're being filmed, they're egging you on. So they made me do a few silly things. And I don't really consider myself a silly person. Well, I guess I am silly in a way, but not dancing around beating my molds like they're drums, no. (laughs) This is what they had me doing. So. <laughs> now I want to walk in. Why are you, you doing do? that? And I said, because they made me do it. So, <laughs> but it, it was fun, but silly. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite a favorite scent that you feel like you like yourself, or? Yes, and it's just the plain old vanilla. But I have a creamy vanilla that is just out of this world. It's just mm. so rich. And when you burn it, I mean, it just really has a good scent throw. I have like a large, like, living room, dining room combo, you know, big open area. And, uh-huh. I mean, the whole area is just filled with the scent. Ooh. So that is my favorite. But I love the coffees and, the like, the gingerbreads, you know, the food ones, I guess. <laughs> I do, too. I like the ones that you light and it smells like you're baking. Yeah. yeah. My husband would come home and and then wonder if I was baking or making candles that day, and I'm like, you guess. (laughs) (laughs) More likely it's candles. (laughs) So your candles are ones that really smell. I hate when you buy a candle and it just doesn't give off any scent. Yeah, and I don't know. People ask me why that happens. They say they'll go to the store, buy one that smells really good, they'll burn it, and there's no scent. And I, I don't understand because when I make a candle... I said the the wax is liquid, the scent gets poured in there, stirred around, whipped in there, you know, whatever I'm doing. So, I mean, it's in the whole amount of the wax. So once it hardens, it's a solid form of wax with scent all through it. So I don't know if they just rub scent on the outside. I don't know, you know, to save money because um, the scent is the most expensive ingredient. So whenever you buy a really cheap candle that says it's scented, um, uh-huh. you might want to question it. <laughs> like, okay, where can they forward this scent, you know? Yeah. If they're diluting their scent, I don't know. That could be it, too. Yeah, that's you do... probably it. No, go ahead, Amy. No, I said, yeah, that's probably it. Oh, exactly. yeah. 
Do you do jar candles at all? No, I do not. Oh. I, do not <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I no, just I I just no. asked because Amy gave me, uh, one year for Christmas, she gave me um, one of those little heating plates that you put candles right. on. Yeah, and I love that because it, you know, cause it's you know, not on fire. Right. And I just wondered, just for my own purposes, sorry. <laughs> and I get, you know, I haven't really had any requests for jar candles. I'm just, you know, really a specialty candle maker. And I like that, and I don't like to just, like... Like you read um, in the beginning, I don't like stir and pour. Um, mm-hmm. You can get those, you know, everywhere. And there's a lot of great candle makers that make them and make them really strong. Uh-huh. But for me, I I thrive on the artistic end of it. Uh-huh. I think I would get totally bored at just pouring, 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 pouring. Mm-hmm. I get very excited when I get a new project. And it's, you know, I have to come up with something for it, you know, and I draw it out or, you know, that that's the rush for me is coming up with the design and then seeing if I can execute it. And so that's where I come from with my candle making. Um, you know, which if somebody wants a whole bunch of something, of course I'll make it, but I like doing the individual projects the best. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that you like to do individual things and you're not just a cookie cutter type of business. Right. That is great. Right. So, so- if someone orders from me, I'm going to make the candle. You know, it is going to be a JFA original because everyone is my baby. <laughs> you know, and I sometimes wonder if my business grows larger, you know, what will I do to keep up with demand? And it's more likely that I would have people come in and do other things, but I don't think I would have anyone else making my candles. I really don't. Hmm. Unless I just could not keep up with the pace and I had to train someone very closely you know, and I would keep a close eye on them. But I take it very seriously that when my babies go out, they're made by me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, I want people to have something special. And I get a lot of really nice notes from people um, thanking me, you know, for the time I put into their project and thanking me for the gift I made for them. And uh, so it's really nice. It's really rewarding. Our favorite psychic, Christy, is asking, "Do would you make a candle for a psychic? <laughs> sure. I'll make a candle for anyone that wants a candle. <laughs> candle for Just all. Tell me, right, tell me what you want. <laughs> and if I can possibly make it, I will. I can't say I can do everything. Sometimes I have to tell people, no, I don't think I can do that, because some people have some wild ideas of what they want, and... Like you said in the beginning, some people don't know how a candle is actually made. And so uh-huh. some things I may not be physically able to do, but if I am, I will try it. It's <laughs> been your wildest request that you had to say you couldn't do. Oh, I don't know. Right off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. I have to think about it for a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. You know, usually it's like they want several different you know, things done to the candle that's just not possible to do all in one candle, you know. So mm-hmm. that's probably what I What is your remember. Wicked Sisters um, that, candle? Right. Wicked Sisters um, is actually myself and another lady that makes candles, uh, Lisa with Blue Moon Candles. We work together to promote 
which you don't really see with candle makers. Um, so we've bonded together, and we promote our individual businesses together. So, and we run, you know, promos sometimes, and we run giveaways, which we just finished with the Winter Magic giveaway. Yes, I entered it, and I didn't win it. You didn't win? <laughs> you didn't win. <laughs> so we each had a candle that we were giving away. And uh, so that brings in people to see both of our candles. And she does make jar candles. So we each make different types of candles, which she she makes pillars also. Um, but we have different styles. And so we don't feel like we're stepping on each other's toes, and we f- refer business to each other. So it works out really well because, you know, we're both busy, and with, Wicked Sisters on MySpace, we take turns working the page. And so then we're each, you know, putting time into it. And then we each have our ideas and our strengths that we bring to the table. So it's really, you know, really cool and it's working out really well. Oh, good. Reaching a lot more people, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw that's how I entered it. It was through the Wicked Sisters page, the, yes. the candle giveaway. Yes. And we are really getting quite a following on there. Um, I think the name piques a lot of interest. Yeah, it's a really cool name, and it's a very um, cool play on words. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and we're always open to have more Wicked Sisters come in there, you know, other candle makers. Um, it's really new, and we're just, you know, really getting started with it. So if there's any other candle makers that, make something a little different than ours, then we're happy to, you know, have them come in if they're willing to put their time in. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so all it takes time. Mm-hmm. Well, so how do you speak. come up with those really cool names that you have for your candles? Um, sometimes it may be pertinent, you know, like to someone's book or for my candles, it's just what the candle may look like to me. Like um, one candle I'll have is called Stormy Night, and that mm-hmm. one I have to credit my husband for coming up with the name of that because after I made it, he's like, that looks like a stormy night. <laughs> so I was like, yes, it does, and so that's how that candle is named. So sometimes it, it'll just come to me, or sometimes somebody will say that looks like that. You know, it's just all different ways, but I like for them to have really neat names. Yeah, you do have really um, neat names for your candles. Like my cherry berry pokey dotty candle. I <laughs> <laughs> thought that was fun. <laughs> and that one, sometimes the way I come up with my candle designs are funny too. Um, that candle, the cherry berry pokey dotty, actually my mother gave me a present, and it was in this gift bag, and it was cute. It had all these polka dots on it and these bright colors. And I was like, oh, that would make such a cute candle. And so I went and made a candle to look like my bag. (laughs) (laughs) So you never know where a design is going to come from. One night I even had a dream, and um, I was really going through a time where I just, I don't know, I was just in a lot of turmoil. And so I had this dream, and I just saw these visions of, like, white and black, just all kind of, like, going in together. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, that would make a beautiful candle. And so I made my black and white uh, candle, and I was going to call it Termal, but I thought, no, that might sound too negative. So it's black and white expression candles, what I finally came up with the name. 
but that was actually born from, you know, a feeling I had, and then I dreamed these colors going together. So um, there's many different ways that I come up with the designs other than, you know, being asked for a design. Mm-hmm. You know what really burns my butt? I'm so sick of, like, after Christmas, I cannot find a nice, like, pine-scented candle anywhere. <laughs> I, Call me. <laughs> you have a pine? I'm looking at your page, and I don't see any pine scent. I can order it. Oh, okay. If it's not, right. I keep scents on my scent list that I use a lot and, you know, seem to be pretty popular. And oh, okay. I've tried and that um, I know they're going to have a good scent throw. Uh-huh. But if there's a scent that you want and I'm not carrying it, just email me, and I'm sure I'll probably be able to find it if it's not something too weird, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. I really is. like that Christmassy pine smell that has a little bit of, like, um, sweet cranberry in it. You know that smell? Right, but you know you'd probably like the bayberry scent. I see the bayberry has... It has um, a fur and and then, uh, like, spices. Bulb. And a lilac. Oh, yeah. It smells really good. That's one of my favorites, too. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because Shannon knows after Christmas I'm always on the hunt for the, the yep. evergreen essence. <laughs> I, I have been with her on those hunts. <laughs> well, all you have to do is go to my website and contact me, and I'll get it for you. I will. I will, because you can I Christmas, can't wait. Uh, huh? I can't wait because I'm, and that's another thing. That's why I like the evergreen and the pines because it kind of lingers and stays. But again, I, I hate getting candles that don't smell. Yeah. And I I I think it's great. I think it's great that you have beautiful candles that smell because quite often in the stores you'll find the beautiful candles, but they don't smell. Yeah. Yeah, and yours. You get one or the other. (laughs) You have the best of both worlds in yours. Well, thank you. I try. Well, I try really hard. Of course, I don't know personally that they're beautiful, but I hear. <laughs> they are. They are beautiful. You'll have to go to her webpage because they really are stunning. Um, and to find out that they smell is, you know, that the smell is very potent, that's really exciting. Right. And some <laughs> scents are just automatically stronger than others, too. Um, like, like I said, like the bayberry or the vanilla, they come to me like really, really strong. And then I have some that smell good, but they're just not as powerful. But I try to add as much of that scent all as I can to the wax. But with it being a pillar, if I add too much scent, it will actually leak out of the candle. So I do scent them as much as possible um, because I do not want them weeping or, you know, leaking out the, the scent. So. We have a question from the chat asking if you can custom make a scent. I have, actually, for um, like the rendering of Souls candle I told you about for William Maltese. Uh-huh. He actually made up a scent in the book called Jasmine Rose. And so I had to then come up with a scent, which was total fun. You know, I love anything like that. And so I came up with the scent for his candle. So if there is a scent that someone's wanting, they can contact me, and if I can possibly come up with it, I will. I've uh, done several mixes on my own and really like the results and, and even named the scent. So just send me an email. I'll be happy to work with you. 
do you work with natural or synthetic fragrance? Um, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure. I, I believe that some scents are probably, I don't know how they manufacture them, but like my cinnamon oil, I can pretty much tell you that's natural because it burns like fire. <laughs> I found that out the hard way um, because, you know, I work my wax with my hands a lot. Uh-huh. And this one particular candle I was hand forming, and after a while my hands were like on fire. Wow. Even washing them, I couldn't get them to stop burning. So um, ever since then, I know as soon as I touch that scent bottle, my hands get washed right away. <laughs> I think but, a lot of times it's okay to use just simple fragrance oil if you're just burning it. If you're wearing it, that's another matter, but just burning it, I think the fragrance oil um, can be just as great. That's just my opinion. Right. Um, the supplier I buy from is here in Texas, and they certify that you know all their product is a number one. You know, And I believe them because I've been using them since the very beginning. And I really love their product, and their scent oils are really good. I've tried other people, was not as happy. So I've been real happy with them. And I haven't had any complaints so far, knock on wood. Very nice. Many ones. So if someone wants to order a candle from you, um, do they just email you with their request, or how do they go about that? Um, now, you can go on my website, and, of course, you can buy a candle directly from my website. Um, if they want a candle that's on my website, but they want it in a different scent or a different color, I have a contact page on my website, and they can contact me and tell me their special request. Or if they even want a, a whole design made just for them, they can contact me directly off my website. Um, if, you're, if they're on MySpace, they can find me on there. It's MySpace slash Studio 3B. And they can contact, you know, send me a message there even. So there are several different ways to contact me. And I'm always happy to work with people on their special requests. Ooh, I like that spider candle. That's really cool. Yeah. That was a special request candle, too. Somebody wanted to order that for a gift for someone. I thought what it was, was really it cute. scented as? Huh? What was it scented as? Um, I think that one would, might have been black cherry. Mm. Oh, yeah, that I one's remember. really cool. Yeah, as soon as I the cutters, I knew it was going to be a cute candle. It's so cute, the little spider. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's really cool looking. In the back the of it, it's a whole bunch apple... of spiders. What? Uh-huh. What, Shannon? Sorry. I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you did. Sorry. No, it was the poison it was... apple. Oh, yeah, the poison apple candle. Is that the first one that you did in the book series? Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. That actually I made for my sister, Dorlana Van. Um, she was looking for a way to promote her new fairy tale book. What's well, really um, short stories based on fairy tales. Uh-huh. And so I was looking around on MySpace, looking at the other authors' pages to see what they were doing to promote. And I noticed that some of them had products made to go with their books. Like this one lady wrote about fairies, and then she had these dolls made up that looked like little fairies. So I told her about it, and so we were trying to think of something that could go with her book. That's so funny because your story reminds me of like you're just sitting there and like the elephant's under the carpet, and you're like thinking, what can we do, huh? Yes, 
And, and then it's kind of like all of a sudden, like, duh, I make candles. We can make a candle to go with it. And so <laughs> that's what I did. And then um, I didn't even think any more about it. I put it on my website, of course, you know, promoting her book with that candle. And then pretty soon Stella Price contacted me and wanted a candle made for her um, Sugar and Sin book. And she was wanting the planetary symbol of Earth on it which she could not find anywhere. And so I actually drew and made the template for that symbol. Ooh. Um, because her heroine in her story, her um, boyfriend or whatever, uh, has a pendant made for her. And so that has special meaning to her book. And then this lady, her scent is spiced apple. So, of course, we made the candle spiced apple. And so there's, like, lots of meaning in that. So from there, I started chatting with Stella, and she really got me enthused into doing, uh, you know, more author candles and then also promoting them. And it's just really taken off from there. And um, it's so different that, you know, nobody has really even thought about it before, and everybody's like, that is such a cool idea. Yeah, it's very unique. So when someone buys a book, if they want to, they can purchase a candle as well. Is that how it works? Right. Um, They can buy the book and then buy a candle to enjoy burning while they're reading their book, and it has meaning to the story. In in the bubble bath. Yeah, that would be cool. (laughs) It would be the ultimate experience reading the book. You know what? I need to do a promo picture, have a lady sitting in the bubble bath and burning one of those candles and having a book. Yeah. 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 But I got to meet some of my author friends um, at the Romance Times convention came here to Houston and so I was able to meet Stella and Audra Price and some of the other authors I work with and that was really a neat uh, treat to get to see them in person and they had their candles with them. (laughs) Were they burning them? Yeah, they take them on book tours with them in the signings Uh and uh, use them as giveaway prizes. There's lots of ways they can use them. That's uh, cool. We're yeah. going to have to, next time we have a paranormal conference, have you make a candle for the conference. Yeah. We're talking awesome. about doing a haunting romance, and I saw you have a haunting romance candle. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That was Do we have to dress up in costumes to win them? Uh, <laughs> 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 dress up in yeah, costumes? Yeah, you'll have to dress up in costumes. <laughs> All right. At our last conference. Neat. Send in your photo to win the candle, huh? Yeah, at our last conference, Shannon and her sister and her sister's boyfriend were the only ones that dressed up, so they won the book. <laughs> Madeline Alt and um, Jeff Ballinger, no, was it Jeff Ballinger? Yeah, it was Jeff Ballinger donated some books, and they won all <laughs> I'm all for winning things, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. Slap on a costume and win a candle. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you have to let me know what, what type of look you want. Okay. You want to we come up with the colors and the scent for it. I mean, designing the candle is just as much fun as making the candle. Yeah, well, I we're was, thinking Victorian, so it have to have, like, a Victorian look to it. How long does it usually take for you to design and make and complete, to make the complete candle after you get a request? Mm, usually not too long. Um, depends on how long we discuss it. Uh, back and forth, you know, usually a couple of days. And then sometimes if I'm able to make a drawing of what I have pictured in my mind, I will make a picture 
and, uh, you know, send them a sketch over. And then after that, it's just getting in the studio, and I can make the candle in a day, you know, have it set up and ready. And then if it takes any paint work, then, you know, maybe a day or two after that, and then it needs to set and dry um, before shipping it out. How long does um, the candle take to dry? You mean to set and hard yeah. to come out of the mold? Uh-huh. Um, it's all done in one day. Oh, okay. I'll make it early in the day, and it comes to, out at night. Like, soap, you have to wait like a week or something. And it's like Christmas when all the little candles come out of the mold. <laughs> <laughs> See what they look like. But my, my latest project, which is fixing to be coming out, I think, later this month or early next month, is another project I've done with William Maltese. And it is a Dracul vampire candle. Ooh. Yes, this one really was a fun project. And I may even have a cameo appearance in his book as a vampirist candle maker. Ooh. Yeah, so this one's a really fun one. Um, You've got a cool name for it, too. Just yes, he has a, you're right. excuse me? You've got a really cool name for that, too, J.F.A. That's very oh, original you. and cool. <laughs> Yeah, and so this um, vampire in his story um, is in high fashion uh, jeans with, that are like sandblasted and then splashed with blood. Ooh! And so the candle, guess what it's going to look like? Splashed with blood. <laughs> <laughs> Blue. Blue jean. Yeah, that was. It was a lot of fun. Wow. And I look like a vampire uh, candle maker by the time I finished with it, too. I had red all over me, but it was fun. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. So you I need to look for that. that. It'll be it'll be uh, released pretty soon, so that's going to be a lot of fun when that comes out. <laughs> so how many authors have you worked with so far? Um, well, I've done about 35 projects so far, which some of those are going to be multiples for some authors. So, you know, around 25 to 30, I guess. Wow. And some of them I've done, like, even for groups of authors or a publishing company. Um, now, if you've seen, well, the Jaded Beast, I did that for Midnight Showcase, but I have a Midnight Showcase candle um, for Midnight Showcase. And then they also wanted a Jaded Beast candle for their series of books. And that one has like a yin yang symbol on it, and it's really cool. You need to go look at that one. I saw the yin yang one. That is. Oh, you a, did? Yep, I did. That's one of my favorites too. And then the Spellfire Texas one. It's actually based on a story, like here in the Houston area. There's supposed to be a town called Spellfire between Galveston and Houston, and it's a paranormal town. Oh. And so then that candle goes with that. So if if you have any fans out there of the paranormal, I wonder if you do. No. <laughs> Um, You're a little bit interested in the paranormal. I do work with a lot of you know paranormal type authors. They seem to be drawn to me. So you know the the romance and the paranormal stuff like that. So they would probably really get a kick out of um, seeing some of these authors' books and then their candles that go with them. Yeah, I was telling Christy because we've had Madeline all on the show, and when her new book came out, she was telling me how it kind of like. was iridescent and sparkly, the cover. And wouldn't that be so cool to make a candle that looked like that? Oh, yes. Yeah. I wonder Ooh. if I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you could do iridescent and sparkle. I don't know. I'd have to do some investigating. 
I bet you you could. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, you never glitter. know what I'm going to come up with next. Yeah, you'd be I covered don't with even glitter. Know. Huh? You'd be covered with glitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the glitter would catch on fire, would it? No, but I I can just picture like the whole house being because you know when you like get into glitter, it just gets everywhere. <laughs> yes, and I do add some glitter accents to some of my candles. You know, like the the ladies' pink shoe candle. Oh, uh huh. You know, I paint it by hand and then I sprinkle it with glitter. And it's hard to tell in the pictures, but it's that real fine glitter, so that their candle just has a little sparkle. You know, especially like the little girly candles. So mm. I do that. Got to look at that one. Have you seen it? No, I said I gotta look at that I one. I saw oh. the pink shoe on, but I don't remember what it was under. That's I under think. chick flicks. Oh, under chick flicks. Right. And if people want their names on their candles, I do the sassy signature candles. Um, you like with a short name or a short saying on there? Hmm. Oh yeah, fun. I did see the name ones. That's that's so cute. The sassy signature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she even has a burgundy cat candle. <gasps> Yeah, those are fun. For all those crazy cat ladies out there. Yeah. Yep. Me. <laughs> I think my silliest candle is my black cat masquerade. Ooh, what? Have you what? seen that? Oh, where's that? It's the cat candle. And I've painted the Mardi Gras mask on it. Oh, that is so cool. What does that one smell like? Um, I think I made that in Strawberry Punch which is very yummy. Don't they have, like, a special red drink down in New Orleans, like something that's well-known, like this huge... Thing. I can't remember the name of it. Some huge red drink. Yeah, it's like know. a punch drink or something with a whole bunch of liquors in it. I can't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I've never been there. I've never had it, but... Sure. <laughs> that, that, that did That did grab my attention once. <laughs> Right, and you do strawberry punch, strawberry champagne. I mean, any of these candles, you know, like you're asking me what scent is it in, you can order in any scent that you want. You're not limited to what I have on there. I, you know, the candles I, I may offer them in a certain scent, but let's say you hate that scent. Well, just write me and say, I want this in coffee, leather, Ooh. you know, whatever you want. Ooh. Now, one of my favorite scents, and Amy introduced this to me, I love patchouli and I love vanilla. Amy uh-huh. got me this oil that's patchouli vanilla, and I oh, love it. It reminds me of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it remind you of Winnie the Pooh? I don't know. It's just like when you read a book, like you, you I don't know, I'm very, my olfactory is very keen. And so when I read <laughs> things or I look at things or I, I associate things with scents, and so when I read Winnie the Pooh, I always thought it would have that kind of smell. And so that's oh. why it reminds me of Winnie the well, Pooh. that's neat. <laughs> so do you, have you ever done a patchouli vanilla? No, I have both scents. Mm. I guess I could mix them together. Yeah, see what it does. It's, it's my favorite. I love it. Really? I've, I've never would have thought to put those two together. But see, yep. you just never know. Mm-hmm. Everybody has different tastes. And, you know, somebody told me when I first started out, they said, if you start out and you try to please everyone, you'll never make it. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to try. You know, it's <laughs> like, why not give the people what they want? Why make them buy the candles that I want or True. the scents I want? You know, it's like everybody has a different taste, whether yeah. it's design style, color style, scents. 
you know, just like what's your favorite scent? I would have never even thought of that myself. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy making people what they want and what's going to make them happy. So, well, I'm going to have to order a candle from you and patchouli vanilla someday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right after you get the divine doll. <laughs> yeah, right after I get the divine doll. <laughs> Don't the divine dolls come with those oils? <laughs> um, no, they come with incense and candles. Oh. Oh, okay. But they have the oils on them. On them. <laughs> yes. The oils on. Well, the, once on again, the doll? um, um, yeah, it's a voodoo doll. We um, oh, interviewed. Uh, um, she's from Texas. We've been getting a lot of Texas people lately. But she's Yay. from Texas as well, yeah. She's from San Antonio, cool right? Lady. I don't remember where she's from, but she's a cool lady. Where are yeah. you from in Texas? I'm just north of Houston. Okay. Oh. In the Humble area. Okay. Well, Jay Faye, thank you so much for coming on. Again, can you give us your uh, website so people can head over there if they want to order a candle? Certainly. It's studio3bonline.com. And if you want to visit me on MySpace, it's myspace.com slash studio3b. And then also slash books in the spotlight if you want to see all the books and candles, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely worth just going and looking at because your candles are beautiful. Well, thank you. And I really appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you for coming I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. And when you um, do some more books and some more movie candles, you'll have to come on and share them with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to be on the horizon. I really feel like 2008 is going to be very positive, and I've just been real happy. I've just felt like it's going to be a great year. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great year for a lot of people. 2008 feels wonderful. For you too? Yes, for right. us too. We've got a oh, lot yeah. of great things coming as well. So okay. we wish you the best, and thank, thank you so you. much for coming on. Thank you. Thank okay. you. And Shannon, go take a look. I will, Shannon. Bye, girl. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. So, Shannon, you have to go look at her site because her candles are beautiful. Can I come to your house? (laughs) (laughs) But I have to go sit at Burger King and use their Wi-Fi. (laughs) Well, you don't have to do it tonight. (laughs) Oh, oh no. (laughs) And all the listeners, please do head over there because her candles are wonderful. And also be sure to head over to Dr. Janine's site because her site's great as well. Hey, do we put links to our guests on the Parawomanly website? We don't put it on the website, but I do put everything, Every I blog every episode on our Blog Talk blog, and it has all their links and their information. So if someone's listening to the show, they can go into the blog, and it will have all their links written down as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. A lot of times I just do a cut and paste job. So it's oh. very easy, very simple, and I want to make sure that our guests or our listeners can go visit our guest page. Well, that's that's good, too, because, you know, there's times when I'm like, well, there's that one lady that, that did that one book. You know, I want to I go buy her book, and I don't remember the name of the author. So, you know, I could go to the, the blog talk site, and I could, you look, can up, go. I could look up who it was, first of all, and... Yeah, it's usually right underneath the show, um, and you'll see like the show, and then there'll be another um, another thing that is our blog. So the one that is our show, you can press play, but the other one is our blog, and I blog about it. And usually, you know, I I thank them and I put their little links on, and 
their bio, I've, lately I've been putting their bios. I didn't do that at first, and I wish I had. So lately I've been putting their bios as well. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for coming on and covering for Christy, and we really hope that she gets her voice back soon. Oh yeah, I love it. Thank you for inviting me. I, I you know, I just, I when you asked me to do it, <laughs> I. I, I had a book. I wanted to do it so badly. So I was glad you asked me. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you for doing it. And I knew you wanted to do it. You're like, oh, no, no, I'll do it. And I'm like, okay. That's cool. <laughs> Very nice of you. And okay. so thank you for coming on and thanks for listening, everybody. And we hope Christy gets well. Send her some white light to her throat so that it heals. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Same time, same bat channel. Bye, Shannon. Yep. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Para Women Radio. It's like girl talk, only these girls don't talk about makeup and clothing. They talk about the bizarre, the strange, and the supernatural. Join us next time on Para Women Radio with the extraordinary paranormal women. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.